This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. Today we're going to talk about work. No. <laughs> so trying to be a little more organized in life these days, we're going to start doing more overarching generalized themes and kind of break it down from there as we go along. Now, I want to start with talking about terms that we've heard recently. It's like ever since COVID, there's like all these buzzwords and keywords that have been floating around. One of them, which I'm sure you've heard, quiet quitting, right? Yes. Heard, heard of that. Yep. Uh-huh. What is it? It's where you go to work, but essentially you don't give them your best because you are, I don't know, done. And I think that really came around because of the great resignation, right? Like people were just sick of the bullshit and what? wanted to. I don't know if it was the great resignation or more of the, hey, you got to come back to work now that COVID is over type stuff. Oh, no, seriously. I mean, people <laughs> did not want to go back to work. People don't want to go into the office anymore because spend time commuting, spend it, time. Yeah, it was proven that it's sustainable and it works to work from home. So going back to the office was a non-starter for a lot of people. And guess what? They quiet quit or they just fucking quit. Right. Well, and you also hit on remote work. That was a big buzzword. Like, and it still seems to be something prevalent today. But have you heard of quiet firing? I don't. What is that like Milton from Office Space where they fix the glitch and he doesn't get paid and they just don't tell him until he asks questions? Pretty much. Oh. So quiet firing is where a company then decides or your supervisor or manager then decides to not give their best to uh, kind of check out on you as far as quiet firing goes. Yeah, but I'm confused at what or why it's, how is that firing? Well, a company's just going to fucking fire you. Well, if they need somebody to fill a seat, can't fire you right away. So they keep you there, but they don't give you their best. And then eventually a person, I would think, realizes that and quits. Well, well there's another one. Quiet hiring. So this is all stupid. Uh-huh. It's getting crazy. I'm coming to a point with this, though, but let's keep talking. So quiet hiring is where a manager essentially gives you more responsibilities, but doesn't give you a new title or compensation. I feel like that what? has happened forever. So for the fact that this all is all of this has happened forever. If you don't like a job, are you going to go in there and do your best? No. If somebody like your boss doesn't like you, do you think they're going to give you their best? No. This is all not. This isn't new shit. This is Yeah, work. but they're buzzwords now. No, that's just because people decided that's the thing to talk about now. It's dumb. Well, I want to create a buzzword. Buzz phrase. What buzzword, is it? Buzzword, buzz phrase. Okay. Mutual flexibility. We have gone through a couple of cycles right now, right? Before COVID, it was the company had the power to hire and fire. And people honestly were kind of scared about their jobs. Then came COVID. And the great resignation and you're working from home. The per the people had the power at that point. Now that we're coming out of COVID, it feels like 
the market is trying to decide where the power lies. And not to sound kumbaya, but I think the power should be equally separated. Like mutual flexibility to me means that you have a company that understands families first, but you also have an employee that understands shit's got to get done. Well, yeah. So there's mutual flexibility. If you have never worked overtime the whole time you've worked at a company, but they need you to do it for two weeks because of a deadline coming up, you're flexible. But if you have your kids piano lesson every week, uh, this time, this day, your company's flexible to let you go on those time, those days. So I feel like the next phase needs to be a mutual flexibility because, again, another buzzword is work-life balance, right? Well, yeah. Work-life so, balance is very important, especially for most people. Right. I mean, there, yeah, I mean, I, I've got something that I pulled off of Reddit that has to do with work-life balance, we'll but I, I will let you finish. Thank you. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> that's, at, that's at the end. Calm down. No, no, um, no, no, no. This this goes right into work-life balance, so we have to talk about well, it right the now. The whole conversation that we're about to have is about work. Just pause. Okay, so... Mutual flexibility is what I think the next phase of work needs to be. And they've done a lot of studies on remote work as far as you're not going to be able to put the genie back in the bottle. Market is demanding it. A lot of articles that I have seen have said that 26% of U.S. employees work remotely as of 2022. And there should be about 36.2 million remote employees by 2025. Well, that... Yeah, it should be more than that. And then 68% of employees want remote work. Yeah, there's a lot of jobs out there that can be easily done remote that you're wasting rent money to rent a facility for these people just to sit in all day and look at each other and go to the coffee pot and waste time. Or you just let them work from home and then their power bill is their responsibility. You're not running AC in a big ass building. You're not running lights in a big ass building. You're not running office equipment in a big ass building. They, It's all employee responsibility. Right. And I've seen one of my friends post on LinkedIn about culture. It's companies say we need to save the culture. And what culture can you cultivate by forcing people into the office and then give them a pizza party. <laughs> that, that's dumb. Too. No culture, I think, is again, move needs to move towards mutual flexibility. Once you get there, it's almost like mutual respect. Right? Yeah. If my company says, hey, we know you're sick or we know your daughter's sick or whatever. And they're like, don't worry about just take care of business. Then I'm going to give that back to them. Exactly. And allowing me to remote work every day is something that I enjoy. and. I respect that my company gives me that option. Yep. I 100% agree. I think that is what we as a market for employers and employees need to move towards as we go into the next phase. It'll be really interesting to see how the market shifts. Yeah, I agree with that. We're, I don't know, though. It's kind of worrying me because a lot of the news stories that I see are about big tech going back into the office. And I have a feeling that it'll be a snowball effect to where a lot of people are going to start requiring their employees to go back in. I'm not sure that I fully believe that. Okay, so I read Apple. Apple was taking attendance. 
Well, they're taught attendant. Apple's one of those companies that talks about their culture has been impacted. Since. Oh, big fucking deal. Well, again, what is your culture? What do you mean by that? Are you talking about collaboration? Can you not do that remotely? Did you not do that throughout COVID? So I hear that and want to ask more questions. Like what what happened to your culture that you feel shifted? I don't know. I can't speak for them. And obviously right. there's going to be jobs out there that require you to go in the office. Of course. I mean, that's just the way it is. But, but making pre- the entire organization go back in just because you own a big billion dollar building is dumb. Well, in pre-COVID, again, it was the companies had the power. During COVID, the employees did. And now that we're coming out of that, we're trying we'll see which way it swings. But the potential or if you believe we're already in a recession coming, I think, to your point, may allow companies to have more power. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an employer's market because people are going to be desperate. Right. They're going to say, I will take whatever I can get as long as I have a job. And if I got to go in the office, then I will go in the office. Yep. And that sucks. I know. I agree. (laughs) Well... Do you want to say your Reddit thing before I move on? Yeah, because it goes along with that work-life balance. And it's it's a thread on Reddit, anti-work. But I am anti-employer forcing the work-until-you-drop mentality on its employees. Them expecting you to work, fuck, I don't know, 80 hours a week and things like that. I think, think that's, that's healthy. Yeah, and think that's healthy and that's okay. Well, there's a thread on on anti-work, and it's posted by Mansur Aslanam. I I can't. I'm trying. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I tried. It's close enough. But it was a person. It looks like it was posted on LinkedIn as well. And it says, Elon Musk is under fire for building bedrooms at Twitter HQ for employees. I don't get it. To be honest, I slept under my desk at least three nights a week when I worked in banking. The first time I got promoted to a manager, I had to work 16 to 18 hours routinely. I'd finish work at 2 to 3 a.m., sleep on the floor. The janitor would show up at 7 a.m. I'd go shower in the gym and pick up dry cleaning to change into. And then I was back to work. I always wore my hair up and it was always wet because I never, ever had time to blow dry it. That's how intense the grind was. I would have killed for a bed in the office. This kind of grind is highly desirable early career. Now that is bullshit. That is toxic. The fact that she is justifying her company's treatment of her. That is is insane. I guarantee you she is on medication for anxiety and or depression. You can't live like that. No. And the fact that she's essentially defending it like it's okay when. In all honesty, if she was to get fired or no, she just quit. Say she just walked in and was like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. And I quit. They would replace her instantly. They don't give a shit about her. You are replaceable at work. 100%. You're an asset to them, but you are a replaceable asset. You're like a piece of equipment. You are a body in a chair and you are doing something for them. 100%. They will find somebody else to do that. You are providing a service. And once you are not providing that service, they find somebody else to provide the service. Right. And it's... What's the age group of that person, you think? I don't know. Her name... I don't know. It it could very well be a fake person, but 
it's posted on here and the person's name is Naya. I don't know. It's just, I thought that was very I'd messed be, up. I'd be curious to know what generation they are, because if they're boomers, totally makes sense. If I don't they're know. Gen X, eh, no way a millennial or Gen Z posted that. I just, I can't. The fact that they are okay with it and saying that she would have killed to have a bed at work. What the fuck? Come on, man. If she got into a car accident on the way into work, she would be replaced immediately. I I bet she would have killed for a four day work week. I'm sure. Or remote work so she could sleep in her own (laughs) fucking bed. Switching topics. So. Oh, my goodness. The four-day work week is now a thing. Have you heard this? Um, I mean, it's been a thing for people. In other countries. Well, not just that, but we know people that work four days a week. True. But as a country standard. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? I did hear about that. Isn't, it, isn't the federal government starting to make that the standard or talking mm, about making it the standard? No. Oh. Okay, I quit. I try. I quit. quit. The... Um, Congress, I forget which side of Congress right now, but one of them is actually considering a bill for a four-day work week to make it a country standard. Isn't that what I just said? <laughs> no, they're trying to pass a law. Oh, well, they can't. Not the federal government, like, as an employer. Congress is trying to pass a law. They can't do that, though. Why not? Because you can't dictate what days people work and what days they don't in a private Who company. Who dictates the five-day work week? It doesn't matter. So I'm confused. What What is that going to do? Is that just going to be like a uh, symbolic law or what? I have no idea. I haven't read the law or the bill at this time, but they, as in Congress, are reviewing something that will say that four-day work week is the standard for the country. To your point, private companies don't have to do that. That's what I mean. Like, why bother when it's just symbolic and employers... What, Four-day work week. So guess what? Breakfast joint. You can't fucking open on Sunday. (laughs) Shut up. However, there are 11 companies here in the U.S. that are currently already adopting the four-day work week. Now, there are four that I thought were pretty big name. No, I lied. Three. Three. Three that I thought were pretty big name and would be recognizable. One of them is ThreadUp. I don't even know what that is. Similar to Stitch Fix, kind of like you get clothes. Oh, like the subscription thing? thing? Yeah, okay. I think so. I think that's what it is. Then Poll Everywhere. It is a website where you can create availability polls. Okay, something else I've never heard of, but okay, keep going. Yeah. I've heard of both of those. And then this one was the biggest one that I thought was on the list, Panasonic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know Panasonic. Yes. So it, they are moving towards four-day work weeks now. But aren't they based out of another country? Or is that an American con- uh, company? I believe they're all American, but I could be wrong. I could, I don't know either. Um, okay, but anyways, now I have questions about this, though. A four-day work week. Do they still have remote options? Because some, all three of those companies had remote options pre, well, I guess post-pandemic, and I think pre-four-day work week. Okay. As well as, what are the hours? Are they still working 40 hours a week? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. Most of the time when you work four tens, it's four tens, four 10 hour days. I guess my point is, if this bill passes, would it still be 40 hours is the standard for a work week? 
Or would it go down to that, what is it, like the 37.5 or something like that? Ugh. <laughs> but all that to say, would a four-day work week also help with the idea of mutual flexibility, with the idea of remote work or stopping any of the quiets that we talked about? I don't know. I think that, yeah, of course, leaving it up to choice for the employee is the best option. If Panasonic wants to say, yeah, you're going to have to start doing four 10-hour days and somebody's like, no, nah, fuck that. I like coming in and I like to leave in eight hours. They're not obviously not going to like it, so they're probably going to quiet quit. But if you say, if Panasonic says, hey, company policy is if you want to do four tens, you can do it. If you want to do five eights, then you can do it. I don't give a shit. Just as long as you get your work done and you do 40 hours a week, I don't care. Yeah, I, I think that's really smart. I like that idea. I think choice is good. It makes the employer. I think that's the idea of mutual flexibility. Sorry. I think it makes the employer look good as a benefit to hiring people. And people are going to look and flock to companies like that that say, look, this is how flexible we are. We don't care. Or we have these two options of schedules and you get to pick. We don't pick for you. You get to pick. Yeah, I think that goes back to the idea of mutual flexibility, right? As long as both sides are open to whatever choices, if Panasonic is giving these options to the employee and the employee is flexible and can be in either of those, it would stop all the quiet bullshit. People are crazy and <laughs> I just, I get that some employers aren't good. That's just the name of the game, but you have the option of finding something else. I know it's hard. Interviewing sucks. Starting a new job sucks, but... It gets harder as you get older, too. Yeah, it does. But you can't put... If that employer sucks, then you gotta leave. That Leave and then spread the word. You know, don't just sit there and take it. Don't work fucking... 18 hours a day and sleep on the floor till the janitor comes and hits you in the head with a fucking mop. That's dumb. No, don't do that. You quit. You leave. It doesn't don't ruin your life. over Exactly. A job. And that's the thing. Like when she is on her deathbed. What is she going to say? She's going to look back and say, that was a nice janitor. I missed all of this stuff. You know what I mean? I missed all this because all I can remember is my 20 hour work days. Yep. That is not what you want to do when you're about to die. Your hours of increments keep creeping up. No, but it, seriously, think about that. If you are dying and maybe she has kids, I don't know. She might not. She doesn't have time, it seems like. Or maybe she wished she had kids on her deathbed, because, but she spent 18 hours a week or 18 hours a day there. Right. So she couldn't have kids. She couldn't have a love life or whatever it is. You got to know. Set boundaries. Yep. Don't allow that stuff to happen because when you do that, they're going to keep piling it on too. Well, you're a cog in the machine. If you work 18 hours a week and you're not complaining or you're not quitting, you're going to keep working 18 hours a week. Mm -hmm. It's it becomes expected of you. Yep. That idea of flexibility. And I really liked what you said about having the option, having choices. And there's another benefit. That's the word I'm trying to go for. Benefit. Took a second. Uh, <laughs> that companies are offering as a way for 
employees to have more work-life balance and it's unlimited PTO. Of those three companies that I mentioned that are moving towards the four-day work week, only one of them has unlimited PTO as a benefit. Okay. Yeah. Now. I can see that as a benefit, but I also see that as a negative. Well, let's talk about it. (laughs) I read a Forbes article and the reason, one of the reasons, not the sole, but one reason why companies are moving towards unlimited PTO is to allow employees to have more flexibility so that they can take as much or any time off that they need when they need it. As well, or on the flip side of that, what companies are trying to avoid by allowing unlimited PTO is paying them out when they accrue a hundred and 50 hours of annual leave. Exactly right. Yeah, they don't want to pay you that money. Nope. When you leave a company, if it has offered unlimited PTO as a benefit, they will no longer pay you out for any unused leave because it's unlimited. What are they going to pay you? Yeah. And leaving a job, in my experience, having a bunch of leave, that's a very nice cushion to have. And you're like, all right, send that over. I've got four weeks. I've got a month, a whole month worth of pay waiting for me. Now they don't do that because of unlimited PTO. And not only that, do you think it's really unlimited? Well, the Forbes article. That's a buzzword. Uh The Forbes article actually goes on to say that employees are less likely to to take time off when it's unlimited PTO than if they were forced to because it's a use or lose situation. But why is that? That doesn't because they're not being forced to take the time off. Like if you only get 30 hours a year to take off, I'm just throwing a number out there, and you have to use it before the end of the year and you don't, you lose it. So you're forced to take that time or you're going to lose it. You're losing your benefit. Whereas when it's unlimited, you can take it whenever and most people are less likely to take it. I'm almost wondering if It's because they feel bad if they take it or they're so invested in the company and working 18 hours a week that they feel like they can't take it. Let's talk about us. When's the last time we took a vacation? Oh, it's been a long time. (laughs) It's a perfect example. We aren't forced to take our leave, so we are less likely to take time off. Yeah, but and I also think that leads into the work from home thing. I think I bet I don't know for a fact, but I bet more people that work from home the less time they take off too. could be true. Because like if you if you're a little under the weather and you could work, but you're like, fuck that. I ain't driving an hour to get into the office. But instead, you stay in your jammies and you fucking just walk into your home office and clock in and just knock out some menial tasks while you're feeling a little crummy. There's a, that's a big benefit, I think, for both sides. True. In Europe, how many days on average do you think they take off as a whole? Well, they're kind of a continent, but Europe as a whole, how much on average do you think workers take off per year? Per how year? days? At least two months, I bet. No. <laughs> More? 20 days on average. Oh, year. okay. So a whole month. Okay. Almost a whole What do you month. think the U.S. average is? Uh, five. Ten. That's crazy. So we are half of what Europe takes. Yeah, and in the culture, though, I think it's it leads more into the U.S. is about, like, this person that I read about 
working 16 to 18 hours a week. That's the culture here. For sure. It's like work till you're dead. I hate that crap. Agreed. And I've seen many stories of people who work abroad, whether either on visa or they actually just moved. And the culture in other countries, specifically like Europe, is a lot slower. We've all heard the rumor of siestas. <laughs> Wasn't there a country that said that made mandatory naps a thing? <laughs> That's a siesta. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, see, Nap I don't. Means siesta. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I I speak you, English. You pass Spanish because of me. <laughs> let's be clear. Oh my gosh. But I think that also leads into why, as Americans, we have such a mental health crisis. Like work is such a big part of life in the U.S. You like that person you read. It's you have to accelerate. You it's have a- to overachieve you have to constantly be grinding it's a live to work mentality and that suck yes instead of work to live and even work to live is wrong in my opinion you shouldn't have to work 16 to 18 hours a day just to live just to make ends meet just to make ends meet that's a bunch of crap right because at that point what what ends are you making meet like You have, what, six hours a day that's yours? And you have to fucking sleep. We all know that. Well, I saw this thing where a lady, she had moved to Italy from the U.S. And she said that it's so interesting how the U.S., you have to build in things that are self-care. You have to build in the gym. You have to build in eating. You have to eat healthy and supplements. And But in Italy, everything is already in your daily life. They go for walks all the time and they have nutrition, nutritious food and things aren't have to have a place, I guess. They don't have to have a place in your life rather than being built into it automatically. And again, I think that goes to mental health. And I saw this tip on LinkedIn that when you're at work, if you're experiencing these moments where you feel like you have to grind, 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 and your anxiety is spiking and you have cortisol rolling through you. Stop. It's an acronym. You ready for this? S-T-O-P. Stop. S, pause. Take a moment. Be mindful. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Be mindful. T, take a deep breath. Take an inhale through your nose, out through your mouth. You said S is for pause? Stop. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. Pause. (laughs) Keep going. I messed you up. You did. T, take a breath. O, observe what's around you. Be mindful. Look at the things around you. What is surrounding you? What is immediately near you? Be one with your surroundings. And then P, proceed on. You should be calmed down and at least be able to refocus while at work. This reminded me a lot. Five, four, three, two, one technique. Yes. Yeah. You want to explain? I can't really remember the exact order of things but it it goes along and this is a very well-known anxiety technique when you are borderline panic attack or stuck in your head this pulls you out of it and gets you back into the present moment and it's five things you can see and i like when i do this thing i go through it really slow just on purpose and kind of like really look to find things that are unique or whatever so five things you can see Four things you can touch. So if you're sitting at a desk and you've got a pen, touch it, but touch it and try to, you know, really feel it. Don't just rush this process. 
And then three was three things you can hear. And I like to really focus in on what's different out, you know, what sounds I can hear. Can I hear the AC humming or can I hear a bird chirping? Things like that. Two things I think are taste. No, not taste. No, two things you can smell. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you're not near a dumpster or anything. Don't be breathing that all in. But two things you can smell or taste or smell. Golly. (laughs) Two things you can smell. One thing you can taste. So toothpaste, I don't know, coffee, Gum. gum, something like that. But that, if you take your time with it, it really does pull you back from being internal and internalizing a lot of problems and stressing yourself out about, oh, I got to get this done. It changed your mindset because it puts you in that present moment and it works wonderfully. I recommend everybody, even if you don't have a condition of anxiety or whatever, I recommend everybody do this when they're feeling a little bit stressed, elevated and stressed. Yeah, for sure. It's an awesome tool and it I do it even when I don't really need to just because it just it's a grounding technique and it works for sure. Try it. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought of when I saw the stop. So I think just the idea of taking a breath, pausing, recognize your surroundings and then moving on. Yeah, that's all you need to do if you are feeling the stress and take more time off. It's very scary when you get into those moments because it's hard to bring yourself back to reality. There's moments, this is all mental health stuff, obviously, but there was moments where with OCD and anxiety that I would be so far internal that people could talk to me and I'd have no idea that they were talking to me because I was just a shell. Like I was there, but. I was focusing on the feelings of anxiety or the weird thoughts that I would have. But that 54321 technique yanks you out of it. It forces you out of that weird state that you're in. I like it. I like the technique. Me too. Well, I think we're ready for our kid talk. Oh, this- Ted talk. <laughs> no, kid talk. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by our daughter. And she's going to give some thoughts on what she thinks about work. All right. Kid talk about work. What do you want to be when you grow up? A doctor. What kind of doctor? Surgeon. Oh, okay. Surgery. Like, so surgeons, they usually have a specific part that they work on. I said surgery. I know. What part of the body do you think you would be a surgeon for? The heart, the brain. The heart and the brain. You're going to do all that? That's a lot, but that's good. All right, so next. What do you think me and mommy do at work? Be lazy. What do you mean? Because we're sitting on a computer all day? Yeah, I wish that was being lazy. (laughs) All right. And what do you think a lot of money is? A lot of money is like 
You think that's a lot of money? You think that can pay the mortgage and stuff so it can buy you a house? <laughs> How about 200400 $200,400? Yeah, I might be able to buy you a uh, cardboard box in D.C. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> and then what does it mean to work hard? Work hard means like... Um, you're trying to get an ape. That's just something else. Oh, it's like the same thing. You're comparing working hard to getting really good grades. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same, I guess. If you work hard, you get a good grade. Yeah. And sometimes if you work hard, you get more money. But sometimes you might not. More, more money. <laughs> what do you think about work-life balance? What is that? What do, you what do you think about working and then having time off to spend with your family? What's important? Have family over. So you think that not working 20 hours a week or 20 hours a day is good because you want to spend time with your family. All right. I was surprised she didn't say dentist again. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'd that has been her thing since she could talk. Very true. Well, I think that's it. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> it's what you do with the things you love. Boom shakalaka.